well, uh, thank you for watching, uh, if you are, and um, and uh, welcome to this, um, what's going to be for the moment, the um, the last uh, production podcast for, for a little while. Uh, more of that in a moment. But first I want to recognise, as I've been doing in these production podcasts, the voices and lives of the prisoners against whom these monstrous crimes were committed by the um, NKVD on the orders of their masters in the Soviet government in 1940, April 1940 and thereabouts. And I want to share something from this book, uh, Death in the Forest, by J.K. Zavodny. It was a book that was published, I think, in 1962. And so contains material that had only just been found. But interestingly, as a read, it was written in the period where the Soviet Union was still denying that they'd had anything to do with the death of these 20,000 or so prisoners and intellectuals of one sort or another. And the piece I'd like to share is um, about what happened on the journey um, to the forest during this part of the uh, crime, prisoners were executed all over the area of Smolensk and um, uh, eastern Belarus. The diaries of the prisoners indicate that prisoners of all groups knew that they were going through Smolensk and disembarking at the station Niozdovo. They knew it because some of the men in the preceding parties, and this is the piece I wanted to read in particular, had scratched their names and the names of the stations they passed on the walls of the carriages. The same carriages were used over and over again to transport the men from Kozelsk. In some instances, the travellers could decipher the signatures and those who wrote diaries in the trains duly copied in their notebooks what they read on the walls. And when the survivors from Kozelsk later were transferred in the same carriages, they too saw the inscriptions on the walls and ceilings such as We are getting off at Nyozdovo station. The diaries consistently mentioned Smolensk as the major station passed and Nyozdovo as the point of leaving the train. In this personal calendar of Second Lieutenant Jan Bartis, this laconic note can be found. We have just arrived at Nyozdovo station and I can see the NKVD men standing from the railway station up to the woods. And as like as not, they would put in um, buses with, uh, with the windows um, painted out or in some cases concreted over so that the prisoners couldn't see uh, where they were going. So, truths about this episode 
this monstrous crime emerge all the time. And even now, you know, my grandfather, as I've been saying, has not been found. Um, I've just finished today um, a, um, a, a, a thanks to uh, my friend Jean. She's helped me translate the various requirements of this form. There's a Red Cross form. I've sent so many requests for information about Vitor Mazevich and what an honour it is to say his name. We think that he disappeared, was arrested round about March 1940. Um... And since he was in the area where a lot of the other officers were who met their end in the uh, Katyn crimes, we think that is maybe what happened to him too. But isn't it astonishing that after such a long time, uh, these facts are still not known? But that is the case, isn't it, for thousands, millions possibly of families throughout the world who have yet to learn the fate, the exact fate, the exact whereabouts of their loved ones. And the play was written, is written, to pay respect to people who are in that situation. To offer a glimmer of hope that despite the most awful things that happen between people of different nations, in the end, we are all just ordinary people. And as Timothy Snyder says in Bloodlands, the banality of goodness balances what Hannah Arendt calls the banality of evil. We're all capable of the most astonishing evil and we're all capable of the most astonishing good. So the production has to take a pause. Uh, life happens and uh, unfortunately um, we couldn't in the end replace um, cast members who had become unable to continue health is the most important thing in life isn't it and health, uh, family creativity, imagination, service and it's in that spirit of recognising that we are all human, we are all ordinary people, ultimately, that I sign off this podcast series for the moment with my huge thanks to everybody uh, backstage and on stage who have helped realise this dream of turning this play, this tribute to Vitov Masevich and to his contemporaries. All of you have helped, uh, certainly give me the most astonishing experience of my life to write these pages of this play and to have very talented actors and, and technicians rehearse it and see you who've been part of it produce finer performances than the words deserve we can't take it to a stage as we'd hoped this year so we shall take it to the stage another year and there I think I'll leave it so that this 
series of insights, as inadequate as they are, into the process of putting a production together, this series doesn't finish on a, a down note. Writers and actors, if such I may be allowed to call myself, all of us are writers, all of us are actors, all of us are people of the theatre, in one way or another. We go to theatre, we see theatre, we produce theatre. And by such artifice do we present the truths of our humanity. And in so doing, hopefully, we make richer the possibilities of being human. And in the spirit of the words of the Polish National Anthem, I continue this project, albeit with a pause, however long that may last. Poland will not die. Poland will not perish.